Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Are you a ghost? Then this might not be for you, but for everyone else, the, this is the whiskey that you want. It's so good. And they, um, they're, they're a distillery located in New Haven, Missouri, where, um, where all the best things come from. If you look, pick a, be- pick a thing. Patrick, what, pick, a th- pick a best thing. Uh, tacos. Those so come from New Haven, Missouri, actually. The, wait, like originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Yeah. And if you, so if you like all the best things in life, you're going to love Pickney Bend Distillery. Uh, their whole, their whole line, the whole shebang, really. The whiskey is kind of my, my whole, my wheelhouse, but their gin is also real good. Um, I saw one of our listeners uh, posted on Instagram the other day that he bought the hibiscus gin. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a fine choice. It is. And it's hard to go wrong. They're all fine choices, to be honest. Uh, so if you want to learn more about Pickney Bend and all the wonderful wonders they have to offer, you can go to P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com and check them out and tell them that Clayton and Patrick sent you. Now, you can't buy their stuff online because Missouri is, uh, they're kind of prudish, I would say, when it comes to liquor laws. Um, but if you are in the Midwest, there's a good chance you can get them near you. Uh, and I think we announced last time they're in Chicago now, which is very exciting. I'm really excited for them. Go to I'm Bain's. excited on their behalf. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I mean, you've got schnooks. You're spoiled. Yeah. But now we've got uh, their binnies, and I'm so excited. And they might be near you, too. So go check it out, P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com, and get you get that. Get, get it. <laughs> go get it. Welcome back to Is This a Ghost? This I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend Patrick Dean, who doesn't um, doesn't take it very seriously. And uh, and I we have a doozy today, but bef- before we get there, Pat, I we oh, we have done something horrible. Who's you? Mean, you, we, and, you and I have done something we, very we bad. We live hundreds of miles apart. Yep. There's no way we could have done something bad. Well, this is why it has snuck up on me. Uh, I didn't expect, I wasn't, I wasn't on the lookout for this, hmm. but we have done something pretty irresponsible. Okay. You, you're familiar with the movie, the ring. I am. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. Well, we, what we have done, there's no easy way to put this. We have made the podcast version of the ring. Hmm. I'm not sure how that works. Does one of us need to crawl out of the out of the podcast? You I, I need to grow your hair out real long <laughs> and, grow and, and, and get to work. This So a few weeks ago, uh, you may recall that you and I chatted about your sewage backing up in your basement. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, at that point in time, I did not realize that this was a ring situation. And therefore, <laughs> I did not take my podcast and force mm. someone to listen to it. Mm. That turns out to have been a mistake because today, while I was at work, I got a text message from Aaron and um, there were some pretty graphic photos of our basement <laughs> has had backed up from our sewage drains, our storm drains. Um, so it was our turn. And that was because I didn't make someone listen to this podcast, I assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, hundreds of people, if not thousands of people around the world listen to this podcast, but well, but of, here's- of, their, of their own will. 
Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately for them. So, mm -hmm. and here's the deal. So I edit these things. So I listen to them a couple weeks for everyone else. So, mm -hmm. um, listen, everyone, you have about two weeks to force someone to listen to an episode of this podcast <laughs> or else your basement also will get backed up with sewage. Mm -hmm. Except that this happened two I'm weeks ago. I'm just realizing that. <laughs> so it's too late for you, but it's not too late mm -hmm. for your friends. Go, mm -hmm. go. Hmm. Well, you're... Okay, so there's two options. Either tell everyone now or don't tell anyone about this podcast ever. Or, Yeah, or, I mean, option three, I don't want to get too, like, clinical about it, but just just stop going to the bathroom in your house. That's the <laughs> that's the third option, obviously. That is true. You could just start mm -hmm. going outside like Patrick's family should be doing. Every mm -hmm. time they hear the toilet run, I remind them, and uh, they don't care about that. The backyard has yet to back up. I'll tell you that much. It's, <laughs> that's why it's, it's all still slope. out there. It's all still out there. Mm -hmm. That's God's latrine out there. And uh, God don't make no mistakes. That's what we hear. So that was my day today. So I can't remember. Most, <laughs> it was mostly Aaron's day today, to be fair. Um, I was at school, and that was great. And then uh, Aaron works from home from the basement. Mm -hmm. So really, it was she was up. She was in it. Um, so that was her day. Uh, and then I did some cleanup when I got home. And now, and anyway, so the point of the story is now we have a wet dry vac. And Congratulations. Very, thank you. I'm very excited. So I mean, you are gonna throw away that wet dry vac, though, right? Like this, it 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 only gets to clean up waste one time. It's just that it was not too cheap, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I know you engineers are rolling in. I don't know if you know what teachers make. I don't know if we're gonna be throwing this bad boy away. You 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 go into the Home Depot and you say, "I'm I'm looking for a shop vac," and they say, "Oh, like a little little DIYer," and you say, "No, um." You know, a kind of a different type of project, and they show you, you know, like the two hundred dollar one, and then the hundred dollar one, and then the, you know, the store brand one, and mm -hmm. you're like, I'm looking to, um, I'm looking to squeegee up my family's shit off of a concrete slab, and they'll say, Oh, you're gonna want to go with the house brand, and you're <laughs> going to want to burn it afterwards. Here's a hose. Is that yeah. helpful? Is that anything? Um, that explains a lot, actually. It explains why they were like, you're also here. We're going to throw in this bottle of bleach for free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think so. It's a storm drain. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how this works. Maybe you can you can help. I, mm -hmm. I don't know houses. Mm -hmm. um, it's a storm drain mm -hmm. from the alley that backed up. Right. Our, he The plumber made it sound like there were also lots of like wipes in there hmm that shouldn't be a thing right how how bad was this storm was it? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a real it was a real shit storm <laughs> did you hear what i said pat i said it's a real i, shit storm. I, heard, I heard it uh, yeah I, yeah um yeah no i you know i think that's probably the sort of thing you just kind of kick that can down the road it'll probably never happen again it doesn't smell bad in the house yeah see so I'm trying to imagine though, like you know, Aaron works in the basement, as you said. I'm trying to imagine if I if I was at work, mm -hmm. I, I do not work out of the home. If I was at work, and all of a sudden um, a sewer backed up in my office, mm -hmm. um, I would I would go home. I would not <laughs> stay there. I would. <laughs> Where do you go home when your work is your home? Exactly, exactly. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so. yeah. This is the bad part about moving away from family. We have nowhere to go. <laughs> We're stuck in this house with uh, with all our bad decisions. Um, the plumber, by the way, who came over, <laughs> it was great. He uh, he, in front of my three year old and one year old, he mm. said that his daughter moved to uh, to out to butt fuck. 
And I, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Uh, that was colorful. And then what else did he say? Oh, he's like, well, you know, this wouldn't be a problem if you lived in a high rise. Cause then you can flush whatever you want. It's someone else's problem. And I thought, boy, that's, that's harsh, but true. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a reason th- those floors get more expensive the higher up you go. That's right. That's right. That shit really does go downhill. Um, so he was fun and I hope to never see him again. <laughs> anyway, so be forewarned, dear listeners, um, it's too late for you and I'm sorry for that. Yeah. So I apologize because you, by, gosh, so by the time the ring hits you, you mm-hmm. all will have cleaned this up probably like three days ago. So something like that. Sorry um, about that. I mean, not sorry. Cause it's, I, I'm not taking liability, but you know, it's, <laughs> that's right. It's, it's unfortunate. I do think we're going to lose some listeners and that's, <laughs> uh, that's the worst part of all this. Just cause they'll be so busy. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take a few days. <clears throat> How was your day? It was, oh, it was just it was just fantastic. It was just absolutely just absolutely fantastic. That's cool. I saw you sent me a lot of baseball things that I didn't um have time to look at. Yeah, I mean they started playing baseball again, so I'm just gonna That's start exciting. flooding you with stuff until yeah. you uh That's until great. you mute the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. So now I have talking points for other conversations with you. Because you're <laughs> the only person I talk to. So anything that you want to hear parroted back to you, make sure you send mm-hmm. that to me because that's what I'm I gonna will. that's my I talking point. Will. Yep. Thank you. I was, I went, uh, we grabbed a beer for a meeting today at a bar and uh, they had the Cardinals game on and I thought, well, hot dog. Mm-hmm. I thought, this, I thought, what a, this day's going great. Nothing's going to ruin this day. <laughs> <laughs> and then my phone buzzed. And you were like, I'm going to push that one forward a little bit. I'm not going to answer that. Can't be an improvement to my day. <laughs> oh boy. Well, anyway, do you want to hear a ghost story? I'd love to. Love to. Once upon a time, the state of Wisconsin was home to the Chippewa tribe. Like like a long time ago. Yeah, once upon a time implies a long time ago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like before, yeah, they, yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, of course, Wisconsin is populated by people with cheese for bodies, but in the olden days, <laughs> there, <laughs> there was a Native American chief who, um, he made the... It was a very kind but very bad decision to welcome white lumbermen into his area with open arms. Mm. Um, This particular uh, group of folks lived in north central Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I think, on the map. So this is between, it's about halfway between Green Bay and Eau Claire, if those are meaningful reference points for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on up there, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think so. It's famous hotbed of activity. Uh, now this chief had a beautiful daughter, and so the white men who came to 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 cut down all the trees were like, "Huh, oh yeah." <laughs> and and his, this uh, this young woman's name was Jenny. The- you have any questions? No, no that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, she had a real name. Mm-hmm. It seems to have been lost to history. Uh, uh. And the white men there called her Jenny. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, as is the way that these things go, mm-hmm. she is now known forever as Jenny. Oh man! And you didn't want to get us canceled. This, <laughs> this is, you know, we're just we're just gonna go for it. 
So, uh, so Jenny was beautiful and the white men loved her and, um, and the white men did what white men do, which is to bring disease and general ruination to the indigenous people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, soon after they arrived, influenza started to spread throughout the community. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. This was a boom time for influenza Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) for, for the disease specifically, not for, um, right. You know fighting it um jenny got sick she uh she caught she caught the bug and she got very sick um obviously tribal medicines couldn't help her and Mm -hmm. uh the chief ended up going and asking the white lumbermen for help and the white people were like we don't know how to cure (laughs) this thing uh i have bad news chief real sorry about this we all like jenny a lot she is Mm -hmm. probably gonna die (laughs) if we knew anything to do with this influenza thing we probably wouldn't still be bringing it with us (laughs) that's right and if there was one person we were going to save it would be your daughter because she is something uh so soon after that jenny did die and her father was devastated of course Mm-hmm. He buried Jenny's body on what is now known as Holy Cross Hill. Uh, it okay. was not known. It was probably point. not known. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Holy Cross. <laughs> these uh, these folks had not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior yet. <laughs> this is one of the more thorough whitewashings we've seen. In, yeah, uh, in, it's pretty in, in, solid. Yeah, pretty solid. So yeah, so we're gonna call her Jenny. We're going to change her religion posthumously, and we're gonna bury her. Um, yeah, this is like cross. this is sure. this is Tom Sawyer level whitewash <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so this hill is it's on a obviously it's a hill it's uh, it's overlooking the Wisconsin River. It's a very nice spot, a nice uh, nice spot. Um, and he performed a ceremony to enshrine her memory on the hill forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he placed a curse on the hill to protect it from white people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Let, give me the other book. Okay, yeah. I finished that book. Give me the other book. Yeah, the one with the mouth on it. Yeah, yeah you know which one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put your finger in that mouth real quick. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Open it up. So so that's our that's the context mm-hmm. for what happens next. The lumber industry continues to grow in Wisconsin, and by 1843, the lumbermen there had built a trading post, and within four years, there was a dam built on the river. So it's mm. growing. It's a, it's a boom spot. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, I mean, because it, it, if you have that much lumber, you can trade it for anything. You can trade it for, for bricks. Sure, you can trade it for, for. Let me think. What else? Sheep. I can't remember okay. what the fourth thing is, but I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> You're playing settlers of Catan over there. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember. Yeah, you have to trade it for. Oh, I don't remember what the what the other one is. <laughs> um. So so this happens, and now the dam also makes it possible to build a water powered sawmill. Hmm. And, uh, That's exciting. Yeah, so they're really coming up. Yeah, and a water like water slide to water park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I this mean, was actually the this is the story of the first invention of the first <laughs> twisty slide, <laughs> and the people who died <laughs> and the hundreds of ghosts it created. Yeah. Um. So the first sawmill was built, and then more sawmills followed, and so this, it's going gangbusters. Mm-hmm. I didn't read, but I can only assume that by this point the uh the indigenous folks had been had been forcibly removed mm-hmm. from this area. <laughs> so I I have a question for you. Yeah. If you if you were gonna bet money on it, would you bet that this um eighteen forties water powered sawmill was more or less safe than the firewood chopping devices we reviewed a couple <sighs> oh, weeks <boy>. ago? <laughs> 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 
Because <laughs> in, in this one, there's probably about probably about forty drunk Wisconsinites that are just like crowded yeah. around the saw trying to shove stuff into it versus just one dude in his backyard taking some risks. So. I don't know, but I've seen Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I, what, I think that takes place in Wisconsin. no Minnesota. That's close. That's basically mm-hmm. that's Wisconsin West. It's literally the same thing. And yeah. most people didn't. That, those seem pretty safe. Mm-hmm. So yep. they seem much safer than these idiots <laughs> <laughs> like, throwing logs into uh, into you know karate chopping robot arms. So I'm going to say that uh, actually modern technology has made everything worse. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I certainly made people dumber. I won't argue at all. <laughs> um, so, gosh, where? Okay, so thi- so <laughs> more people are coming. It's a whole. It's a whole place now. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the settlement there is called Jenny Bull Hill. <laughs> I assume that's a really yeah. racist. T- they were like, we should honor her. What was her yeah. last name? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. Do they have yeah. those? I don't know. Let's call her yeah. Jenny Bull. So that's cool. And then in 1854, the settlement was formerly organized as a town, which they named Jenny. <laughs> this, this, they started using the name a whole lot to like not actually remember what her that's name right. is through all this kind of stuff. <laughs> they sure like, are patting themselves on the back a lot for uh, yeah. for re- for remembering someone whose name they couldn't pronounce. <laughs> uh, but you know, at, at this point, you got to double down. You can't be like. I think it was Jenny. If say no, God damn it, it was Jenny. <laughs> it was Jenny. They, like said, the they said it was Jenny. You yeah. guys, you were all there, yeah. right? They said it was I, Jenny. I remember clearly. Yeah. Before before they all died of smallpox, they were very clear <laughs> that the dead girl's name was Jenny. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That sounds right. <laughs> um, and now, finally, in 1870, we get to the hero of our story, T.B. Scott. Um, he bought the very first sawmill that was built there and used that sawmill to become... Rich is all fuck. Now, I do want to point out that he went by the initials TB, mm-hmm. which in that in that time was a real brave choice. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's like you walking around being like, uh, my name's Patrick, but please call me COVID. Yeah. <laughs> His real name was Thomas Blythe Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, TB was born in 1829 in Scotland. Do you want to mm. try your hand at a Scottish accent for? Uh, I I do I do. It's a little it's a little late in the evening for me to <laughs> to go touch in the Scottish accent. I'm afraid, but okay. you know, I I think you you should probably have. A, I've had some a, whiskey. Should I try it? I th- well, it, is have you had Scotch? Mm-mm. It looks like Scotch. Sure, this is an this is an audio <laughs> medium. Yeah. <laughs> so he was born in Scotland, 1829, but his family moved to America when he was ten, settling mm-hmm. in New York City. And at the age of 19, TB thought, I don't know, maybe Wisconsin? <laughs> I can't remember which. Yeah, that, that was, it was, it was not great. I'm trying to figure out, uh, nice. out which, yeah, which DuckTales character he was. Was he the other rich duck? <laughs> yeah, he was. No, yeah, uh, he, okay, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Uh, Glumgold. Yes. Boy. That, that was a deep pull, huh? <laughs> Look at that on the fly. You're going to have a scar after that. (laughs) (laughs) Blumhart Glumgold? That can't be right. What's his first name? If only we had all the world's information. I want to do this on our own. I want to do this like it's 1987. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to cheat. No, boy. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) 
God, how do I even Google this? All right. <laughs> the the other rich Scottish the duck on DuckTales. It will be the Scottish first result. I fucking promise duck you. DuckTales. Glomgold. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Flintheart Glomgold. Flint. Oh, oh well. That's pretty close. You know, I I'm knew give Blumhart you... meant nothing. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, as opposed to Glumgold. Yeah, you know what? 9.5 out of 10. Thank Very you. high marks. Thank you. Very high marks. Thank you. Uh, boy, this is bringing back a lot of memories. One of his main rivals, along with Beagle Boys, of course, Magica, Dispel, and mm-hmm. John D. Rocker Duck. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I only remember the ones that showed up in the DuckTales video game, which Magica is, is one of them, obviously. Of course. Um, yeah. Um, you only I, remember the video game? Well, I only remember the, like, distinctly. I played a lot more. <laughs> I never did beat that video game, but I knew, I knew like, all the ins and outs of it. I knew just where to give up every, <laughs> each time on that game. <laughs> what an 80s kid. Um, I don't think I ever played that game. Which was it? What system was it for? It was on NES. It was on Nintendo. Was it? Are you sure? Oh yeah, dude, check it. Yeah, for all of our listeners out there, <laughs> if you haven't already played the original, I think the, I I want to say they redid it. They redid it for modern platforms. It's probably on iPhone by now. For all I know. Oh, probably. I wonder if I did play it. I don't have a great memory. Hmm. I've saved it all for yeah. Glomgold. <laughs> yeah, for for the deepest of deep pulls. <laughs> and now Someday back to not remembering and now back to not remembering my wife's phone number. Okay, what's next? Uh anyway, so Flintheart Glomgold decides to move to Wisconsin. Why would you mm-hmm. move to I don't I don't know. I mean to each his own. I mean, you've been to Scotland, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay i mean all right that makes but the, more but the, sense but the, you know, new york city i mean i get that, that that would be preferable i guess although this is like gangs of new say, york this is like yeah. sewage in the streets yeah, yeah never mind points. yeah 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 okay keep, yeah. daisy yeah we're we're gonna keep going west yeah right? let's keep uh, heading let's keep west going. yeah first we hit detroit nope. nope and then we just keep on <laughs> anyway so he goes with he goes west he goes to wisconsin um he discovered cheese probably and was like, I'm so happy. So he, he stays in Wisconsin and he becomes a state senator in Wood County, Wisconsin. And uh, in 1860, he moves up state to Jenny to mm-hmm. enter the lumber business, which is when he buys a sawmill. He enters the lumber business by buying a sawmill, <laughs> which is the way to do it. So it's like entering the social media business by buying. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Um <laughs> We had gone several episodes without an Elon <laughs> reference, and I was really proud of us. But also didn't really feel true to the show, so I'm yeah. glad that you said that. It's, it's, this sounds kind of like if, uh, like if Elon had bought like a sawmill in the 1870s, like he would just be trying to convince everybody, you can touch the blades. It's okay. They're not going to hurt me. I can touch <laughs> the blades, you guys. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, you work for me, right? Put your arm yeah. in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Put your, this is extremely hardcore. Put your arm in here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, you can't continue working here because of your lack of arms. I'm so sorry. And just so just so we're clear, I fired you before you did that. There's no mm-hmm. there's no workman's comp here. You did this on your own volition. <laughs> Goodbye. Although you do get severance. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the button? Uh, right, there. There. Okay. All on. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unsolved mystery. I should label theme. these. <laughs> Thank you. You want to take it from the top? That was your seventh try, and you finally got the right one. 
What's funny is I have I have this piece of paper over the buttons that you that mm-hmm. has spots for you to write <laughs> things. I just haven't done it. Um, well, it's hard to put that back you're, on there without pushing the buttons. <laughs> this is going great. We're gonna fix that all that in post. <laughs> Make ourselves sound a lot funnier, and we're not gonna we're not gonna lean on lean on the button pad this time at all. We say that every episode, but I know, and yet. <laughs> Uh, so he, okay, so he buys that sawmill at the age of 41. Aren't you 41? How old are you? 42? No. For, uh, no, just 41. What, yeah. what year is it? 41. Yeah, just 41. Yeah, you're no, 41. 40. Am I? What, no. What year were you born? I was 82. So, but it's, you... I, I, I haven't had a birthday yet. Okay, so, okay, so that's good news. So yeah. you still have time to buy a sawmill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's great. I could, probably, I could probably make one down here. Uh, I have some YouTube videos I could, <laughs> that might be able to help you. This isn't much of a sawmill as it is. This is a limb mill. This is where I mill yeah. limbs, mostly mine. So Scott was, uh, he bought, the, and he did, he did well for himself. And he was instrumental in kind of bringing the town into some civility. He brought, or he helped bring at least, the railroad to town. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Obviously good for the lumber trade. But sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, in 1881, the town changed its name to Merrill, M-E-R-R-I-L-L. After- who, was that, who was that other girl that we killed with smallpox? Who was her name? <laughs> well, I think it was Marilyn or yeah. Merrill. Yeah. This was- we'll just, yeah, we'll just, yeah, split the difference. Let's call it Merrill. It'll be fine. <laughs> it was Mary or Marilyn. We'll, we'll do Merrill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her name was Merrill, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. So they changed it to Merrill after uh, S.S. Merrill, who was the general manager of the Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Paul, and Pacific Railroad, mm-hmm. which to me just smacks of like, look, bring your railroad to our town mm-hmm. and we will name the town after you. <laughs> <laughs> that has to have been the conversation. Uh, and this guy was like, North Central Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I need my name on that. Uh, probably like. Two thirds of the towns between Green Bay and this place are called Merrill for that exact same reason. <laughs> yeah, and that train just runs through all of them, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Now it took a couple of years, but in 1883, the city council finally met to elect a mayor of their new town. <laughs> so for two years, it operated with no mayor, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, finally did, they didn't have like a dog for a mayor or something. Probably <laughs> a little. Little uh, little contest every year, and and, uh, and Scooter was uh, he was a two time winner. Mm-hmm. Um, when they finally did elect a mayor, that first mayor was in fact T. B. Scott himself. Um, he's got state senate experience. He's he knows what he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. So he's elected, and he's looking around, and he's thinking, "Boy, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty great here, mm-hmm. <clears throat> top of the heap." That's right. And he decides he should build a new home, a bigger home. Mm-hmm. A better home. Home with the view. Mm. And so. Where's the best hill in town? Like every rich person that we talk about <laughs> on this stupid show, he's got to build it on the biggest hill in town. <laughs> and there's no better hill in town mm-hmm. than the hill that he knows now is Holy Cross Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, So he goes to work building this house. And the curse, the curse doesn't like that. And the curse says, 
my time to shine. <laughs> Been just sleeping here all these years, and now mm-hmm. finally, mm-hmm. here we go. So Scott starts construction on this house in 1884. Uh, a couple years later, October 7th, 1886, mm. the house is nearing completion. It's almost done. Mm. It needs like some siding. It needs the roof is almost done. Needs some you know roof work. Uh, but yeah, it's, landscaping that kind. Of, yeah, little yeah, stuff. you know, yeah, almost done. Mm-hmm. October 7th, 1886, TB Scott dies. <laughs> Never lives in the house. Oh man, <laughs> dies. Right before it's done. Mm. Well, now, what I would love, obviously, is grizzly sawmill accident. Because, oh, I mean, God. that's that's really the way I, I just want everyone to be able to go. It's like a peaceful. So you want everyone to be able to go with grizzly sawmill accident? Yeah, I mean. Everyone in the world? Love. No, 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 no. Just everyone who is a who is a lumber baron in the 1800s. I mean, oh, sure. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, get pulled into your own devices and spit out the other end in a hundred pieces. I think that's that's really, yeah, God, really perfect nice. for them. Um, obviously, you know, guess number two would be tuberculosis. That's closer, and God, that would be so good <laughs> if you went by TB his whole life and died of it. Uh, <laughs> that's closer, but he actually died of something called Bright's disease, mm. which is what we now call nephritis. So, um, okay, you want to guess that a- what that is? Kidneys. It is a kidney. Good job. Yeah. You. yeah. You know nephrologists. Stuff. Nephrologists are your kidney doctors. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's an inflammation of the kidneys. Mm-hmm. So he dies and uh so he's gone. So he's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Sure. The first this house is just like this house is just sitting there now. Oh, and it's almost mm-hmm. done. But he's he has a family. Okay. So his wife, uh Anna Scott, she mm-hmm asks her son walter she's like will you please finish this house it's almost I really done hoping, i was really hoping you were gonna have me guess the names of all the kids and i was gonna make <laughs> some really really crude jokes so thank you for <laughs> thank you for not giving me those opportunities <laughs> on behalf of the listeners i would also like to thank myself for not giving you those opportunities <laughs> um, um so do you want to give mm, us a little taste of uh, no i do no no it's, <laughs> I, I ran them through my head and i thought no those are those are gonna get. Those are gonna end up on the cutting room floor, <laughs> mercifully. Okay. So, um, so Walter does. He finishes the house. Mm-hmm. Well, he comes close to finishing the house. So they mm-hmm. he finishes the structure of the house. He doesn't get all the way to the interior stuff, but he basically makes it. It's livable. I, I thought this house was done. You said this house was like almost done. Yeah, almost now, done. Now it's still yeah, except now it's for even like closer to almost ex- done. Except for the inside. The inside wasn't done. Well, yet, but later, like the we'll house. hear about more later. Yeah. But like it's like it's not that it's not done. It's like they're. There are no mantle pieces yet. Oh, uh, so okay. I see what you mean. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not done. Yeah. Patrick. So Walter's not, like, he's doing the, in, the interior design. Yes, exactly. I see. Okay. Uh, so he, yeah. he finishes the exterior. Mm-hmm. But like the tapestry room, not done yet. Not done yet. Uh. No. <laughs> the room where you lock your daughter uh, so she could have sex with the devil, not done yet. Mm. Mm, that's a shame. Um, this So he finishes the house, uh, the exterior, and this makes the curse... This makes the curse very angry. The curse thought mm-hmm. this was the end. Yeah, sure. I got rid of the tuberculosis guy. Yeah, yeah. Everything's cool. Um, but now the curse is, uh, it's uh, it's got more work to do. So the next year, mm-hmm. Anna, the wife, the widow, she dies in New York City while awaiting surgery. Mm, okay. okay. So yeah. she's out of the picture. Pretty far away from the curse, though. Like I, The curse doesn't have, can't reach that far, right? 
Oh. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are going to be stunned at how far this curse can reach. <laughs> so the curse has killed TB Scott and his wife, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But the curse is just getting warmed up. It's been unleashed, and holy shit. Uh, here, here is the full rundown of the curse. What are you okay. looking at? What's happening over there? Just making sure I'm recording. That's all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, maybe... 17, 18 times an episode, <laughs> I'll just kind of glance at the other window like, yep. Yeah, oh. Just still, still going, still going. One time, yeah. I was doing a podcast with Ryan years ago, mm-hmm. and I was recording. Um, and I checked it a couple times just to make sure, like you <laughs> are doing now. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the podcast, it had something had happened with the software. It had stopped recording for more than half of it. Oh, so, that's the worst. So I, I encourage that. Uh, mm-hmm. Please do. I also learned the secret of not allowing the recording window to be your primary window because if you start laughing so hard that you accidentally hit the space bar, it stops the recording, <laughs> which is... Well, it's a lesson that I'm glad you learned. <laughs> I think technically you learned that lesson. That's right. Because you got to, you get to edit around that. So, so angry. Um, all right. So here is what happens to the house and the people surrounding the house. Mm-hmm. from here on out are you ready uh yeah yeah you have a couple hours uh let me get a pen yeah i don't have i don't have a pen but yeah <laughs> um in 1893 so this was seven years after tb died mm-hmm. the scott mansion was up on the market and it was purchased by edward kewell kewell must be kewell kewell okay k-u-e-h-l-e keel i say keel i don't think so Mm, I think I'm right. I don't think um, so. Why are these people moving out to this part of the world? I well, wonder. I mean, it's there's going to be a theme happening. I don't know the answer to that question, but that's a really good one because so this was purchased by Edward Kuehl, mm-hmm. who was a wealthy man from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, soon after he bought the house, he lost all of his wealth in a California gold mine fraud. He owned a gold mine in California, and then someone <laughs> stole it from him. <laughs> And then 1899, six years after that, he was completely broke. And so he had to sell the house to uh, to another person who was from Chicago, mm-hmm. a Chicago saloon owner whose name was John Barasanti. Okay. Um, yep. And Kuehl, or Kuehl, or Kuehl, mm-hmm. or Kula. <laughs> you really should have settled on one at the beginning. I should have. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> He ended up, his story is is not great. He ended up going insane, and he was committed to an asylum where he died lonely and terrible. Hmm. Um, before the curse, the, before he bought the mansion, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clear, this is yeah. classic he owned curse a, stuff. Yeah, he owned a gold mine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in California. 3,000 miles away. Where yeah, gold sure. mines make lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, he's not living in california though he's living like yeah. next to a lumber mill in rural wisconsin but you know everyone makes their own choices it's a big choice yeah <laughs> uh so he says to barasanti and uh barasanti meanwhile so he when he bought the house he uh he was about to board a train from chicago to merrill to actually go claim the house mm-hmm. uh when he was stabbed in the back at the train station <laughs> and he died <laughs> So, uh, also uh, in 1899, the Scott family sawmill, where TB made his fortune, which his mm-hmm. son it still owned, mm-hmm. burned to the ground. 
Well, I mean, that's that's eighteen hundreds business right there. Nothing really lasts for more than okay. a few months. Eighteen hundreds, <laughs> okay. Especially not, not a place full of you know sawmills and full of tinder. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, so the house then was sold at a public auction on August thirty first, nineteen hundred, and it was purchased by a group of people who turned it into a lawyer's home, a place for quote elderly lawyers. <laughs> Uh, i uh, okay i don't know why that's so funny but what i don't know yeah i'm just glad somebody's looking after those those poor lawyers lawyers. yeah those poor destitute (laughs) lawyers i mean amazing (laughs) okay so but like let's let's be real here if anyone is if if a whole group of people is going to get done in by the curse you're, you're okay with yeah. it. <laughs> I think I'm, it's, well, it's a short it's a short list, but yeah, I think. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not the whole mm. group who live there. It is the general manager. Ah, uh, okay. He was a man whose name was Charles Gibson, mm-hmm. and one day Charles left his office for an appointment downtown, and uh, he disappeared without a trace. Mm. Charles was never seen again. Hmm. His body was never found. You know, he he could have gotten out of, got out of that life though. You know, God, that he was like, there are so many lawyers here. <laughs> Please, God, I have got to leave. <laughs> no one can agree on like where to set the thermostat. They're make they're like writing briefs about when to pull the shades up in the morning. There are so many writers about M and M's. I cannot do it anymore. <laughs> I am going. I'm going to pull that old early 1900s trick where I get on a train. And then I change my hat and I get off the train at totally different fucking person. God, can you imagine? And nobody knows. <laughs> like, what a time to be alive. Really, you could just disappear, mm-hmm. and no one. You, I, I'm research. I'm, I'm thinking about doing a story for this podcast um, mm-hmm. that will that involves a serial killer, mm-hmm. and it's just like. I don't, I don't, I certainly don't want to glorify serial killers, no. but boy, it was so easy. It's so easy to be a serial killer in 1900 because you would yeah. just get on a train and just leave. Mm-hmm. And if you wore gloves, mm-hmm. there was no evidence. That was, yeah. There was one kind of evidence and it was fingerprints. And you could just do that all day long. Uh, what a weird yeah. time. I know. Like everybody on earth literally could be talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. And like there were, and there was no repercussions at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Well. Anyway. <laughs> so Charles is gone now. In 1902, TB's son Walter, who you'll remember, is the uh, gentleman who finished up the exterior of the house. Mm-hmm. He traveled to Chicago to meet with an architect about some business. Hmm. Okay. While he was there, he got into an argument with said architect. And the architect stabbed him to death with a letter opener. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a bad meeting. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Letter openers are such – It's a, that's a thing that's just begging to be a murder weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you don't need one. <clears throat> Use your finger. <clears throat> I don't know. I, it's like, so stupid. It, it it seemed like a, like the sort of thing where maybe 150 years ago you would just use like a big Bowie knife you had sitting around to open letters, and then eventually they're like, you know what, everyone is just 
killing each other with the Bowie <laughs> knives we have sitting. We got to make this thing blunter and weaker and smaller. It just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it's the size of a nail file. And they're like, yeah, but still, they're, people are they're there still are some doing strong it. people, yeah. and they're <laughs> I I, maybe this is, idea is bad. I don't know. Maybe we just do away with it. Uh, um, so that's bad luck for him. Uh, let's see what else. In 1906, a midwife named Mary uh, Fellhaber bought mm-hmm. the house, and Mary intended to turn it into a hospital. Hmm. Now, it's noble. That would have to it, that would have to lift the curse, right? I mean, that's that's very noble. You have I. So my thought is that is noble for sure. But you you've already Unless got it's one. one of those like is it one of those for profit hospitals though? <laughs> Probably, yeah. you know, those midwives are so you know, God, they suck. <laughs> um, but I, my thought is, so Jenny's, Jenny's got a curse happening here already, like a mm-hmm. ghosty curse thing happening. Mm-hmm. You want to add a few hundred more ghosts? Let's build a hospital. Like, what, it, don't. No one should ever build a hospital. There should be no yeah. hospitals. <laughs> there, I said it. No, we shouldn't have medical, um, medical places at all. Yeah, because I, I, this is ghost. This is perpetuating ghosts. This, this ghost country. This is That's ghost country. country. Yeah. This is yeah. ghost country. Absolutely. Can, can you imagine the, the curse is like <laughs> sitting there perched o- over the door, and this woman just keeps wheeling like people in in stretchers and wheelchairs <laughs> and stuff, and the curse just like. This is going to be so much easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I am so excited. I am living my best life. <laughs> we picked the best hill. We really did. We did pick the best hill. Oh, man. Um, so in 1911, Mary, uh, the midwife, was on her way to a birth. And on her way there, she had a massive stroke and died. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this is a lot. So I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, all right, Curtis, you've had a lot of fun here. You're mm-hmm. probably good now, right? Yeah, yeah, you're satisfied. Nope. So a few years later, Whoa. the mansion was acting as a boarding house. And one of the boarders there was, uh, he also served as the caretaker of the property. And he was a man who was known as One-Armed Popcorn Dan. <laughs> <laughs> How many, hang on. I guess, okay, I guess if you have, if you have one arm. Yeah. You probably start life as Popcorn Dan. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You probably start life as Dan. Your yeah, I, think, probably, I think that's where you start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mom probably not name you popcorn right out, <laughs> right out of the womb. Sure. So you grow up. You grow popcorn, Dan. At some point, obviously, something befalls you, sure. and you know have massive popcorn inc- accident. And but the but that doesn't replace popcorn as the nickname. I'm no, really it's, confused. It's, a, it's added. Yeah. There, and just to, there's another popcorn, Dan. And we want to keep you straight. <laughs> So, in Merrill, Wisconsin, yeah. in uh, in like 1913, uh, yeah. we want to make sure we keep our popcorn Dan straight. Yeah, introduce <laughs> introduce himself. I'm popcorn Dan. I'm sorry. One arm popcorn. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, so because yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. the one arm, but I didn't know for yeah. sure. I, I didn't nice want to like assume it's not. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to be, be canceled. I thought it might be rude. Uh, his name was Dan Coxon, C O X O N. So, popcorn Dan is pretty good. (laughs) He was, as you may have guessed, a popcorn vendor Mm. who had one arm. (laughs) Uh, Now, popcorn Dan (laughs) was originally from England, Um, and he he's living in Merrill now. But he scrimps and he saves his money, his pennies. Really takes him, I'm sure, a hundred years. He saves in order to afford a trip back home to visit his family. Hmm. He finally saves up enough money 
and he makes the trip on some steamer. He goes back to England, and he's having a great time. Sure. He's so yeah. happy. He's, like, brought to tears, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, like, what a trip. Um, he has a return ticket, and uh, so he's all booked for his, his trip back, and uh, he's he's getting ready to go back. He's packing his bags, and he's you know saying his goodbyes, and he's got a few days left. And while he's getting his, his things together to leave England to go back to Wisconsin, Popcorn Dan hears the news of an incredible brand new luxury steamship just oh. about ready to make its maiden voyage across the Atlantic <laughs> to the United so, States of America. Uh, a larger than life, <laughs> unsinkable steamship. Right. And Popcorn Dan thinks, well, why shouldn't I treat myself? <laughs> <laughs> he delays his trip home mm -hmm. by several weeks just so he can be one of the passengers on the Titanic. <laughs> so this is how far the curse can reach. To let answer me your get, earlier let, question. Let me guess. One-armed Dan <laughs> isn't a real <laughs> successful... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Go on. I, I, I'm just going to say it's... <laughs> it Maybe if he had both arms, he could have, like, held on to that piece of wood instead of, like, mm -hmm. you know, going down mm -hmm. to, to get her necklace off the bottom of the ocean. But Could have held on to that door a little longer. Yeah. On, oh, it was a door? It was a door. I don't remember. I don't remember It was a part. huge door with room for multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um. Anyway, so his body was never recovered. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, the mansion back uh, back in Merrill, uh, the mansion was sold to the city of Merrill. They're like, this is your problem now. <laughs> and the city of Merrill gave the property to the Sisters of Mercy of the Holy Cross mm -hmm. uh, with the condition that they establish a hospital. Again, <laughs> what a bad idea. Um. But they do. So they do this. Mm -hmm. And they they go in. So, oh, the house had been finished by then. Like all the in, interior stuff. I would imagine. Been, yeah. yeah. They sure. strip the house of all its nice things. <laughs> they take mm -hmm. all the mantles out. They take all the, you know, they really, they, they take it down to bare bones. And mm -hmm. they make it basically a convent where people can also get health care. Okay. And, Again, uh, yeah. two very charitable, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's all good. Bit. Sure. Yeah. Lots more ghosts probably made. It, well, but uh, again, the curse has to be satisfied by now, right? Um, I mean, like curse versus nuns. I mean, it sounds cool, but I don't think it's gonna. Did you go to grade? I went to grade school where <laughs> nuns taught curses and nuns are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> uh, after, after also going to Catholic grades, also being taught by many a nun in my life, I in curse versus nun. I choose curse. I, I would definitely choose curse, but I think none would win every time. Oh, for sure. 100%. There was, I was, I just today actually had a conversation with uh, one of my colleagues who is uh, older Italian Catholic, you know, mm -hmm. and she had a lot of nuns growing up. And I don't know how we got on this topic today, but she was talking about how um, there was some company, I do not remember the name, let's just call it the R.L. Stein Company, which obviously <laughs> is not the real name, uh, that made brass rulers. Oh, 
Um, anyway, so she was telling the story of uh, the R.L. Stein Brass Ruler Company where mm-hmm. uh, the nun would uh, would keep it in her desk, and then if a student acted out, she mm-hmm. would uh, she would go to her desk and say, well, I think R.L. wants to have a word. <laughs> and she would pull out the brass ruler and lay it on her desk, and she would say, Patrick, mm-hmm. R.L. would like to give you a handshake. And you would walk up there, and you mm-hmm. would get your hand hit with this brass ruler, <laughs> like a a brass ruler. Like that's just a blade at that point. That's literally <laughs> it's like oh, you know, it's skinny, it's made of metal, it's flat, it's you know, sharp on one edge. You uh-huh. hold it in your hand, yeah, right. A, a sword? No, 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 no. <laughs> no not a sword. I no, wouldn't go. There's no hilt. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah. it's a <laughs> shiv then. No, not a shiv. Not a, although it's. Okay, it is. I guess it is. It's a big shiv, yeah. though. <laughs> big shiv. <laughs> so, um, so yes, that's what the curse is up against now. <laughs> with the nuns at the uh, at the, the Sisters of Mercy of the Holy Cross. So they turn it into a convent slash hospital, and uh, and that's how it operates for a really long time. So, um, in the 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 order. The religious order kind of changes hands and is bought out. Mm-hmm. And that, But it is a hospital for a really long time. On January 31st of the year 1990, the mansion mm-hmm. was sold to Good Samaritan Health Center. Mm-hmm. And they the sisters sold it to them with the understanding that, uh, that Good Samaritan would not sell or demolish it. Mm-hmm. That went okay for a while. <laughs> until? Until 2018. Mm-hmm. And Good Samaritan said, we're going to sell or demolish this thing. <laughs> I mean, again, this is a house that was built in like turn of the century. So it's it's old. And right, sure. it's not a good, it's a house. So it doesn't mm-hmm. make a great hospital. Sure. The property it's on is great. It's on a really mm-hmm. good hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's just like views. one little, yeah, one little cross out front. But, you know, we can take that down <laughs> if you need yeah. us to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they tried to sell it back to the city of Merrill, and the city said, absolutely not. And that's a quote <laughs> from the city, actually. They were yeah. like, absolutely not. Um, and so the hospital is trying to figure out what to do with this property, and they said they would sell it to uh, to anyone for a, quote, minimal amount mm-hmm. if they would move the house off the property. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is about moving houses. I <laughs> Uh, it, so we yeah we we promised those nuns we would not close it or demolish it but we did not say we would not put it up on cinder blocks and drag it across the street right basically yeah okay that's fair so one of the articles i read gave um the amount of money it would cost to move the house now oh this is a i, I should show you a picture of the house just so you know before i ask you this question oh wow like very like a uh adam's family yes style house yeah, yeah. sure so it's certainly a big house, mm-hmm, but it's sure. not like you know, you could move. I mean, you could you could pick it up probably. I it, the it's all made of like stone though. That looks really <laughs> it heavy. does look heavy. Yeah, uh, and I read something. So the first floor. So obviously this was a lumber town. They had a lumber mm-hmm. mill. So there was like all this beautiful like, you know, really nice lumber. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some note that said like the first floor is the only floor where that lumber is the original lumber is still there. The mm-hmm. other floors have all been replaced. Uh, as you can see, this looks <laughs> this looks great. It looks yeah. like it's been replaced by uh, the sheeting that's in this window here. You can tell. <laughs> but uh, how much do you think it would cost to move this house? Mm. How how far are we talking? I'm talking like move it to 
like to Minnesota or just like dragging uh, across? No, the- like I don't know, like maybe uh, five miles. Five miles. Oh, I would say mm, $250,000. It That's would my guess. cost $1 million. Wow. Yes. Goodness gracious. Which is why the city was like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even include, obviously, the cost of buying the house. Right. Um, or fixing it. Because <clears throat> as you saw, it's not in great shape. No. Um, so no one wants to buy the house because uh, they don't want to pay the million dollars to move it. Mm-hmm. Now, the Historic Preservation Committee of the town, um, they debated. They were like, we should designate this as a historic place, and therefore it would be mm. saved. Sure, of course. And they talked about it, and they looked at the evidence and the, the arguments on both sides, and they said, actually, it's not that historic. <laughs> so they declined. <laughs> and in 2021, a court ordered the demolition of the T.B. Scott Mansion. Oh. The people of Merrill were very angry. Mm-hmm. And they fought to keep the mansion alive. Mm-hmm. None, like they didn't like give any money to move it, though, right? They they just they just yelled a lot. I'm glad you asked that question, Patrick. <laughs> they yelled a lot. They mm-hmm. did not give a million dollars to move the mansion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but <laughs> they did give some money. <laughs> okay. And- <laughs> They gave enough money to save not the whole mansion, mm-hmm. but let me show you a picture <laughs> of what they did save. They saved a part of the mansion that was moved to a park nearby. A park? A okay. park. It's a big park. Sure, a park where you drag houses to. Yeah, I know. I know those. Well, <laughs> again, they didn't save the whole house. Are you ready? Uh, I yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they just, did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please describe for our audio listeners uh, what you are looking at right now. They they appear to have retrieved some sort of cake topper off the top of the house <laughs> and moved that to a park. Um, uh, if you uh, they so they saved the they <laughs> they claim they saved the tower of the house, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just gonna just for reference, I'll show you again the first picture of the house. Mm. So this is the tower. Right, yeah, exactly. That, to me, the tower is this whole thing. This it starts from the ground story. and it goes all the way yeah. up. Yeah. No, they, they, yeah. <laughs> they saved this little bitty part of the tower. They yeah. saved the top of the tower. <laughs> that seems like the most complicated part to save. It I mean, does. Honest, it does. Like, How do you even get that down? Yeah, if you come in with a wrecking ball, that's the first thing that just like falls over and, and just disintegrates on the ground. But. Well, I don't want to ruin the illusion for you. Mm-hmm. I showed you the picture of the finished uh, piece of the tower that had been moved. Right. But, so, oh God, all right, I'll just I'll show you. <laughs> there are news clips out there where you can see, like, the construction of this. And mm-hmm. all of this down here, mm-hmm. the base of this, is new construction. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it, 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 it does look a little too nice, like, nice yeah. and tidy. Yeah. So, this part is original. Uh-huh. This part, I think, might also be new. <laughs> yeah. It's, they saved about one-thirtieth of the tower. <laughs> I mean, at, at that point, just go down with 
like like a cold chisel and just start pulling bricks out of the stairs or something like right. you know what i'm just you know by weight <laughs> i'm saving a large portion of this house look how many bricks i have in the wheelbarrow now that's right so, so they did save part of the mansion which mm-hmm. is great sure and digging up one of the bushes would have also been saving part of the mansion <laughs> that's, but that's fine that's yeah. true <laughs> um and this uh this thing is now standing proudly at the river bend trails mm-hmm. um now of course folks are still a little concerned about jenny's curse Mm-hmm. That it might still be attached to the tower, mm-hmm. which to me is reason. I, that would be my concern as well. Yeah, but again, like with the extremely small percentage of the house has been preserved, it's the, <laughs> it's the small curse can't be super, Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. According to Alderman Steve Sabatka, people have been sending him ideas on how to break the curse, mm-hmm. and this is a quote from from Steve himself. Uh, one of them, just to be safe, is that we should power wash it with holy water before applying the restoration paint. So we're considering all options here. <laughs> Wait, so they they do a power, power wash with holy water, but you will note, you will note from the photo, they have removed the cross from the top of the tower. Yeah, it seems uh, so, short sighted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um so uh so part of the house lives on um and uh the the property where um where jenny is buried mm-hmm. uh there's now a pretty big hospital there now hmm. but again how would you know uh, if the curse is working or not because you know hospitals are uh, it's not where people go to live yeah <laughs> often it's where people go to roll the dice so. <laughs> that's right so uh so the curse is still living its best life i think mm-hmm. um here's a fun note that you will enjoy so good samaritan which owned the the property mm-hmm. they were bought by the ascension health system mm-hmm. and ascension health is headquartered in any guesses mm, chicago st louis missouri oh wow okay so uh so ascension health in st louis is ultimately responsible for the demolition of the TV Scott Mansion. And for that, I say on behalf of St. Louisans everywhere, you're fucking mm-hmm. welcome, Wisconsin. <laughs> we did it. We did it for you. We took it down. We we solved the problem. <laughs> we we let it come down. And that is the story of the TV Scott Mansion and the uh, the curse of Jenny, famous Chippewa uh, uh, Native American Jenny. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I, I really hope this... Is drums up enough interest for somebody to figure out what Jenny's, what Jenny's name was? I looked. Seemed, it's, yeah, I mean to say I looked <laughs> hard is maybe an overstatement, but I, I looked at several sites and I go- uh, I googled several very specific search terms. And <laughs> the answer, I asked Chat GPT. It did not know. And <laughs> it was useless. Um, I googled as many specific search terms as I felt comfortable having in my permanent search history mm-hmm. that's fair yeah and uh jenny that's uh that's the one that stuck that's one that stuck so that's the story of the tp scott mansion and if you liked that uh you if you god would you please go rate and review us on on <laughs> apple podcast we haven't had a new review in a long time and uh that'd be fun i think oh we should say we forgot that we uh we should mention again that we're gonna be doing our first live show at c2e2 in chicago at the uh, what's the date on that? I don't even. Remember. Sometime in May, I think. No, I think it's <laughs> several months before that. <laughs> the thirty first of March, March thirty first. Wow. Yeah, it's coming up real it's soon, real soon, real fast. 
Faster than you might think. <laughs> Faster than you might like. <laughs> um, so if you're in Chicago or around Chicago or coming to 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 geek out with us at C2E2, boy, come and come and say hello. That's going to be a wild thing. I can't imagine. This is going to be a room full of four people. Mm-hmm. It has to be right. So, I think so. So if you want to be that fifth person, you know. <laughs> If you, if you to be neither me nor Clayton nor either of our bodyguards, then <laughs> this is going to be the biggest space we've ever recorded this the, the podcast in just mm-hmm. by ourselves for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and probably the one least likely to have sewage backed up into it. This is true. So. We should, yeah, that's great. I'm gonna love this so much. <laughs> um, but we'll be there, and uh, and yeah, come uh, come check us out if uh, if you dare. Anything else, Patrick? Any other thoughts, concerns, questions, anything? No, I'm good. I uh, hope you uh, hope your squeegeeing was successful and uh, uh, continues you tomorrow. Get back to fantastic. Continues tomorrow.